This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? In the Joe Tep Nation, it's your guy, Corey Dove C. Richardson, here with another, 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 another episode. What's good, baby? Welcome to Journey of the Pimpinaires, where it's all about that inner peace. Spreading that love and enjoying that inner tranquility. What it be, man? What it do? So glad to be able to address you all. What's really good? Yo, I was going to take a little hiatus. God's been telling me to be still and chill for a little bit. But I had an epiphany. I talked to God and I was like, can I just put this one podcast out? I need to get this off my chest. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great about it. And I got the permission. I got the go-ahead, the green light. And I had to put this out, man, because I feel like it's long overdue. And I had to work through some emotions, had to work through some inner dwellings, inner feelings that I had, and really realize what was going on in life. And being able to just get back to appreciating life, appreciating where I came from, appreciating some of the people that helped me get to where I'm at and who I am today. So with that being said, man, today's podcast is a letter to the queens that raised me. I am super stoked about this podcast, man, because honestly, we really underappreciate the people that are in our lives a lot of the time. And we're so quick, it's human nature, to hold a grudge and to hold something against that person. Our egos get in the way. And if you guys listen to the last podcast, pride is the devil. Pride definitely keeps us apart. Going back and just saying, I appreciate what this person did for me. I appreciate what this person gave to me. Now, a few of these queens, I'm going to say they didn't do anything. You know, they they were just blessings in my life. But, you know, a couple of them, we went through some things. But we're going to get to that in a minute. We just got to start it off nice and smooth and get into it. Man, listen, my first queen, I can't thank her enough, man. She is probably the hardest one, one of the hardest women I know. And I've hang around a lot of, you know, game bangers and everything else growing up. Well, you know, self-proclaimed game bangers and everything else. And she was easily one of the hardest women. She was harder than most of those dudes that I grew up with. And um, she really put, she was the first person to put confidence into my heart. You know, and showed me, like, be confident in yourself. Be yourself. Like, she used to always build me up. And I'll never forget this, man. Like, funny story, when... It was like, what, 1992, 93, when the Tootsie Roll song was just super hot and everybody was doing the Tootsie Roll. And one day, she just had BT on and that song came on. I was just sitting there looking at the video and I started doing the dance. And she was just building me up. She was like, hey, go, boy. She was like, you got it, man. And she kept telling me, like, go, let's go. You know, that, that alone put me on a trajectory to always believe in myself. And it just put me on the up and up, you know, because it was like, man, somebody believed in me. And I didn't realize it at the time because I was young and, you know, I was pretty, I was still pretty confident anyways. And I always was flirting with little girls and stuff. But, you know, that really put me over the top. And, you know, a lot of the music that I listened to, especially on the hip hop side, it derived from her. She was the one to put me on this path of like, all right, man, I'm going to put you on Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm going to put you on Tupac. I'm going to put you on one of my favorite rappers, Humpty. You know, and she, she put the dances in front of me. And she didn't understand because she was young at the same time I was young. Because my mom had me at an early age, if you guys didn't know that. Yeah, my mom was, I'm going to say somewhat early. Was like, she was like 19 or 20 when she had me. So she was still growing as well. And this is, I'm not talking about my mom. I'm talking about her sister, my aunt Cassandra. And she didn't realize how much of an impact she had on my life. Because she was also young and she was going through phases, but what she was going through, 
helped me out tremendously. And luckily, I was always that guy that could look and adapt to different scenarios and take the good out of everything. And one of the things that I took from her was the ability to overcome, the ability to have confidence, the ability to not be afraid to be yourself around other people. And she was all that away. Uh, she was always this way. You know, a lot of uh, my family is pretty mixed. You know, you got your you got your goody goody two shoes, and then you have your people on the other end of like they about the life. She's one of these people that was pretty much about that life. She wasn't afraid to stick out, which it caused a lot of people to like give her the cold shoulder and isolate away from her, drift away from her. But now she's come back and like she's one of my favorite people. She's always been one of my favorite people, but. First queen I'm going to address is, shout out to my Aunt Cassandra, man. I love you so much. Uh, you were truly, truly a huge, huge blessing in my life. You still are to this day. Every time I see her, you guys don't understand, man. That's my lady, man. I would do almost anything for that woman, man. And still to this day, she's still hard. She's still, she still got the, the respect in the street. Everybody still love her. And she's still that woman. She ain't afraid to be herself. Me and her used to get into it as I got older and as I got became a teenager. I've been pretty much, I've always been pretty articulate and been able to, you know, speak properly and, you know, try to address people because I, I've always had a goal. I've always had ambition on being what I'm working towards. She was always like, man, you talk white. You talk too properly. That's boring. And uh, me, I used to get into it. I'm like, man, I just don't want to be ignorant. She was like, that ain't ignorant. You just ain't, you ain't talking like you black. And, you know, it was just like, man, we just didn't really... At a certain point, you know, we got to that point where, you know, we collided a little bit. And then we come back together now, man. And that's my lady, man. I love that lady to death. I promise you I do. And I hope she knows that. So shout out to my Aunt Cassandra, the first queen. Man, you are a true blessing. You're doing a great, great job. Now you're a grandma. Shout out to my cousin, Caitlin. She's been a great mom. And um, no matter what you've been through and what you and I have been through, you know, you always came out on the other side of it. And you came out stronger. And I'm going to always respect you for that. You didn't give in. You didn't cave. You didn't try to become something you're not. You just continue down your path. And for that, I'll always say thank you. And I truly love you. So moving into our next person. I speak about her all the time. I can't stress enough how imperative it was for her to be in my life. Because she opened my eyes to not only different avenues of doing things and different ways of doing things. But she also opened my eyes to different cultures and ethnicities and not to see just one way and think in one manner, but to actually see the entire spectrum that's in front of me. Um, This woman right here, oh my gosh, man. Like I would look forward to Christmas and my birthday because I never really understood what she's gonna give me. She's always gonna get me something that at the time I didn't know what the hell it was, but then I, later in life I was like, man, I'm glad she did that. And or you know, in that period after she got it for me, I would get into it and I'm like, damn, I'm glad she did this. Like I never thought I would like this. And you know, some of those things were like, see, she was the introduction for me to pretty much anime. I, I you know, I was diving, I was dipping my toes into Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. But then she, for some reason, this woman bought me the most random thing like when pokemon red first came out i had no idea what pokemon was and i opened up and i just see this dragon because he got me pokemon red which was, had charizard on the cover and there's this dragon on there i was like what is this <laughs> and i wasn't mad or anything but i was like what is this and she was like i don't know i think you would like it and they said i know i fall in love with it I, I, I fell in love with pokemon and you know for her 
to be because she's from this. So this woman, she's, you know, most of the women that raised me lived in the hood. And, you know, there's different versions of hood. We talk about that. It's different levels of the hood. They were raised in the hood of Fort Smith. And this woman does not play. Uh, something else that she really introduced me to that really, really blew my mind because she was always into graphic novels and she was always reading. She was a big reader and she loved reading was she introduced me to Harry Potter, you know, and somebody from the streets buying their grandson. I just gave it away a, a book. Harry Potter at that and I just looked I just remember the, the cover so whenever I look at a book now as an adult I look for you know what's the narrative and everything it's the premise of the book so it makes sure it feeds what I'm trying to do but when I was a kid I used to look at the covers and I used to be like all right this looks interesting let me check this out and I just remember getting that Harry Potter book and the Sorcerer's Stone and just seeing this little kid <laughs> riding like I think he was riding like a phoenix or something I was like what is this? And it's like every Christmas he would give me something like that. And I'll fall in love with it. And, you know, I fell in love with the Harry Potter books. It was like one of the only graphic novels that I would like reading as a kid. I used to hate. So we used to have this thing. It was called AR Learning. And you had to take a test on the books that you were reading. You get points to, uh, based on those books. So I always try to get like the sort of books that are worth, uh, you know, medium points. So I could go and just get my points done for the week and, you know, get my A or whatever else. You know, Harry Potter books, they're always like three or 400 pages long. And they, it wasn't that it was intimidating. It was just like, I don't want to spend all this time reading. I want to go outside and play basketball or play Pokemon cards with my friends or, you know, watch Dragon Ball Z. Point blank, period. Or play video games. With the Harry Potter books, I first saw it, I was like, man, why? <laughs> and I started reading it. And that's I know, page after page, I just start flipping through it. I think I read, that was the first like graphic novel I read in like two or three days. I just fell in love with the book. And the next thing I know, I was reading all four of the books. You know, and I went up to the fifth book. But point of the matter is, I never would have, I probably wouldn't have never gotten that book if I would have went to the library because it was just one of those big books I didn't feel like reading. And uh, she got it for me and I fell in love with it. And then uh, it was funny because if you guys haven't read Harry Potter, there is, um, I 100% recommend you read the books. You know, everybody's like, oh, watch the movies. Yeah, don't do that, bro. Well, read, watch the movies. It's weird. Like, I haven't watched the Harry Potter movies. I think I've seen one, and even then, I, I think I fell asleep on it. But I've read majority of the books. I think I read, a, or the fifth book. I can't stress enough. Read the books. But in the books, uh, there's these these jelly beans and I can't remember the exact name of them but they're like every flavor jelly beans and they have every flavor you can imagine like they have pickles they have nasty ones like boogers and vomit and stuff like that and I remember reading in the book I was like man that would be dope to try like I want to try this and just eat, eat them with my friends and be like yo ugh, you got the vomit flavor and stuff like that next thing I know I kid you guys not the following Christmas after she bought me that first Harry Potter book, I was talking to her about it. I could not get her to read the books, even though she's a graphic novel reader, but she had her own little flavor. She would not read these books, but I was telling her about the jelly beans, and she was like, oh. And for some reason, I don't know how she did this, but she found them for me that following Christmas. And they were like in my uh, my stocking that I had at her house. And uh, I was like, man, what? I was like, where'd you get these from? She's like, don't worry about it. And she's like, now let's try them. And I, man, that was just love, man. That was love. This woman, um, she used to take me, uh, this queen right here, she used to take me to the bowling alley, you know, and she introduced me to bowling. I wasn't the biggest fan of bowling. I actually used to love going to the bowling alley with her, and she knew why I loved going, because I had this arcade, and this is what this is when I fell in love with Tekken. That arcade with the original Tekken cabinet in it. Her and her bowling friends, she's in the bowling team, and, uh, you know, her bowling team was made out of all white ladies. And these white ladies were dope. They were cool, man. One of them owned the bowling alley, and they were always chill with me. They let me have my birthday parties there. But what I loved most about them was they knew that I, I would get bored watching them. 
So they would just feed me quarters. They'd be like, oh, we know you won't go to arcade. You already had the quarters? Man, you must be getting whooped today. And they would give me quarters to go in there and play tech and all the other games, man. It was love. So this woman, I can't stress enough, man. She helped me see past colors. She helped me see past race. She opened my eyes to different cultures, uh, Japanese, being around just different ethnicities, white people and everything else, which opened me up to experience more uh, ethnicities by myself. Like, you know, when I made my friend Julian and everything else and introduced him to Pokemon and all these other things. The woman was one of the biggest blessings in my life, man. I, I can't stress this enough. She was like a huge piece of raising me, especially with... Uh, my mom being young and my mom still doing the things what well, she was going through, you know, still trying to live her life. This woman stepped up in a huge way and she always had my back when I got older, you know, and started driving. She used to let me drive her car, taught me how to be responsible. Uh, she was the first person to bought me a cell phone and I didn't even ask for a cell phone. <laughs> I didn't really care for one. And she was like, I got you something. And I opened the box, I was opening the box and she did a little cliche thing where she started calling me. And I was like, man, is this ringing? And I was like, a cell phone? She was like, yeah. She was like, but you gonna start working and you gonna pay for it. And I started working when I was 12 or 13. And so she made me pay my cell phone bill. And if I didn't pay it, she would cuss me out. She'd be like, why you even pay this goddamn cell phone bill? And you know, it, before it got turned off, she would pay it if I didn't have the money, but she would let me hear about it. And she, she was a reason, she was a big reason on why I'm so responsible now, making sure I pay my bills. And um, man, I can't stress how much I love this woman, man. I cannot stress how much I love this woman, guys. But uh, huge shout out to this next queen, Bernice Willis, my granny grand, man. One of the, she's, all, she's another hard ass woman and I can see where my aunt Cassandra got it from. Um, so if you guys don't know my granny right now, she's dealing with Alzheimer. And uh, man, I hope we find a cure for that, man, because it's the worst way to see your loved ones go away, man. Just seeing them forget you and not being able to be themselves. Like she was a she was a go getter. She was a traveler, so she worked by herself. Um, the majority when I was a kid, I ain't never seen her date anybody. She was just she was just by herself. She was okay with being by herself because she could do what she wanted to do, eat what she wanted to eat. And man, I'll never forget her just sitting on the couch. And this is probably why I'm the way I am now. When I'm playing Madden or when I'm watching the Broncos, she would sit there. And I know my mom was going to be listening to this podcast and be cracking up. But she would sit there and watch the Razorbacks games. And she would be so loud, man. Like, I'm surprised people down the street wouldn't hear her. Like, they scored a touchdown. She'd be like, all right, man. Oh, man. It used to be so lit. And then uh, on Saturdays, man, I'll never forget. And um, this is probably why I love R&B so much. But, it's, well, a little bit. She had more of the pop side, and the lady I'm going to next, she's the R&B side. But uh, every Saturday, she would uh, clean up the house, and she would turn on Mariah Carey. And you just hear Mariah Carey blasting through the house. You know, like, everybody else's grandmas and everything else would turn on, like, gospel. Her thing would be Mariah Carey. And you guys, you talking about the whole, the joke about Mariah Carey Christmas music? That was her, bro. She was the biggest Mariah Carey fan. Oh, my gosh. But every Saturday, Mariah Carey would be playing when I lived with her, I lived with her a couple of times in life. Um, but uh, I would clean up my room and I would bounce. I was like, man, trying to listen to Mariah Carey. And she's like, bye, boy. And I will come home, man. It, the house is just smelling good. And I'm telling you guys right now, I, I I want to meet the woman that can make sweet potatoes like my granny. But my granny's sweet potatoes was the, man, I'm talking about the bee's knees. They were the pinnacle of sweet potatoes. There were never, ever, I don't think I'll ever taste sweet potatoes and potato salad better than hers it was like there's it's not matched bro like the, the amount of love that she would put into these things like everybody wherever we would go they'll ask her to bring her sweet potatoes and her potato salad because that's how good it was and you know everybody brags about their family stuff but i'm telling you you didn't want to see my granny stuff man like she was on like her sweet potatoes and potato salad 
bruh man you talking about 10 out of 10 like I, I kid you not 20 out of 10 and i hate that she never wrote these recipes down man because like i said she has alzheimer's now and i think about this stuff all the time i'm like man i wish i could have some of her sweet potatoes right now or i wish i would just pay more attention in the kitchen so to everybody out there man you still got grandparents that are alive i mean you know they had these certain recipes that you like get in the kitchen with them learn how they're doing it Take your time and just learn it and keep that tradition going because anybody that's tasting my granny stuff, they can attest. Man, that her her food, that, mm, 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 mm. Now, she did used to always, and now I'm going to get to my next queen, but she did used to have, uh, for some reason, I used to, and I still to this day don't like this. She used to always, every week, the one meal she would make, um, or at least every other week, she would make um pork chops and rice. <laughs> and I used to, <laughs> I used to hate pork chops and rice because she would make so much that we'd be eating on like three or four days. And like, it's only so much hot sauce that could cover up pork chops and rice. But so to this day, I don't like pork chops and rice, but it's all good, man. So with that being said, man, major shout out to Bernice Willis, my granny grand. I love you so much, man. I can't stress how much I love this woman. Um, ah, I love this woman so much. I got so many stories and uh, as the podcast grows, I'll tell more stories about her. But oh man, I love this woman so much, man. Her and her Mickey Mouse collection. She loved Mickey Mouse, guys. And um, something that I started with the kids, but we haven't been able to do it the last couple of Christmases. But every Christmas, I wanted to buy an ornament, a Mickey Mouse ornament to put on the tree in remembrance of her. And um, but she she loved Mickey Mouse, man. That was her her go to. Like you guys know how much I love Goku. That was her thing with Mickey Mouse. She was a huge. Uh, she was a Catholic. She introduced me to the Catholic Church. Now I'm not Catholic. But uh, she used to take me to Catholic Church. And let me tell you guys, I used to love going to Catholic Church instead of going to Baptist. Honestly, because Catholic Church is like 30, 45 minutes. Boom, you're out of there. Where, you know, Baptist, you'll be in there for like four or five hours. You're hungry and everything else. So they'll be like, oh, you going to, your, you going to church with your grandma? No, I'm going with my granny. <laughs> I'm going to Catholic Church. I'm still getting the love. But, uh, yeah, man. So with that being said, man, I love you, Granny Grand. Uh, I know you're going through what you're going through. And I know you where you want to be. I know you want to be traveling. She's always traveled. She's always been on the road. And um, when your soul is free, I know you're going to be traveling. Thank you. You was a guardian angel to me, and I can't stress how much I love you. So shout out to my granny grand. And then my last queen I'm going to get to. Now, I want to put a disclaimer out there. There is a lot of queens that had an impact in my life. And I'm going to just hit them really quick. Uh, Maria Lopez, uh, my boy Julian's mom. I love that woman to death. She was like another mother figure to me. I call her Madre, and I still to this day call her Madre. She's super excited when she sees me, and it's authentic love. She still gives me hugs. She still talks to me. We check in on each other. That woman is amazing, man. She used to make the best freaking tamales. They made them from scratch, and she's always giving me some, and my mom used to be hating. My mom used to always try to eat them, and I'm like, nah, man. She gave them to me. My mom like, boy, you better give me some of those. They used to be so good. So shout out to my Madre, uh, Maria. Lopez, I love you so much as well. And then shout out to another huge queen of mine, um, my aunt Anita. Uh, my aunt Anita, which is my aunt sissy. You're amazing. Uh, thank you for introducing me to computers uh, and let me come over to Jamel, who is a big brother to me, not my cousin. Thank you there. And then uh, my aunt Nisha. I had to give a huge shout out to her because, uh, man, she was she was a huge blessing in itself. You know, she used to let me come over and spend the night with my cousins. She was a great mom. And, you know, uh, this is what I look for in a woman right here. And, and I, I take a little bit of all these queens, but, you know, she used to she used to sacrifice for us. Like, she used to get up on Saturday mornings at 7 o'clock in the morning and take us to the Pokemon League. Um, me and my two cousins, and we were, they're also like brothers to me, man, L.A. Lawan. 
But shout out to my niece. She used to take us to the Pokemon League. Almost, they she used to take them every Saturday, but every other Saturday she would like take me when I could spend the night over there. And uh, I'll never forget that, man, because that was impactful for me. It helped me go out there and learn. That was really how I became a good negotiator and being able to learn how to trade and to make trades and to see the value in things is by going to the Pokemon League. She used to take us there or she would take uh, us to the library. She used to take my cousins to the library all the time. And that's when they used to tell me about all the stuff, they, the research they were finding because they would look on computers and I didn't have access to this stuff. And uh, they would be like, hey, we went to the library. My mom took us to the library and this is what about happened on Dragon Ball Z. And they used to keep me up to date, man. That was love, man. So shout out to Anisha, man. You are an amazing woman. I'm glad to see you happy now. I'm glad to see you have home ownership and you being in a great relationship and having a great marriage, man. He's a great guy. And uh, I just want to see you thrive. I want to see you guys be successful. Now, getting into our last queen, my last queen. I got, like I said, there's plenty of other queens that had impacts in my life, but I had to get some, I had to get the important ones out the way. These women are awesome. And now I'm getting to that last queen, man. Me and this woman, she already know I'm about to talk about it, but me and this woman, man, we... We went round and round and round. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those things where she was young and dumb and learning. And I was obviously young, dumb and learning. And I'm going to go get introduced right now. I'm talking about my mama, man. And me and my mama, man, we've been round and round. She saw things one way. I'll see them another way. Uh, she was going through her growing processes. She had me at an early age when she was still in that immature state and Still, I'm pretty sure she, my mom is super intelligent. Man, I'll tell you guys, like, there's a study that I've been following for the last few years where there's theories that we get our intelligence, uh, our huge piece of our intelligence from our mothers. That, that's one of the genetic traits that we get passed down through our parents is our intelligence comes from our mom. And I, I'm thank you, mom. I'm glad you're smart. <laughs> so with that being said, because that helps me out a lot. It helps me retain information. It helps me learn new things. And uh, she's always been smart. But man, you know, my mama is very emotional. And her and I went through so much. And I can tell you guys right now, the you a uh, big part of the reason I'm such an R&B fan is because of this woman. My mama loves R&B, and I'll never forget. And I'm still talk to her till I talk about her to the end of this day. My first concert, you guys, was Genuine. Like, come on, man. She took me to a Genuine concert, and I was like eight or nine. I remember walking up to the concert and seeing all these women in, like, these little skirts trying to get Genuine's attention. My little hormones, like, I was maybe like nine or ten. My little hormones were, like, all over the place. I was like, oh, God, Lee. You know, and I'm over here listening to, like, Pony and stuff. I don't even, I'm thinking this man talking about really, like, a. I thought it was an electrical pony. Like, you know, because even in the video, I think they're, like, riding an electrical pony. And I saw the video, and I was like, oh, they're talking about an electrical pony. And as I got older, I was like, oh, oh. You know, and um, she was a big Oh, man, she was a big Prince fan. And a uh, funny story, man. My mama still laughs about this because I'll never forget this day. And this is when we lived with my granny. Mark Sanders was there today. I think she was there. But um, there was this Prince video on. And my mama was like, Corey, Corey, come here. Come look at your, your daddy. What's your, this should have been your daddy. Look at this man. I go in there. And, man, I can't remember what video it was. But Prince had these, like, assless chaps on, bro. And I was like, what the fuck? I never forget this, bro. And, like, I, that was my first impression of Prince. Is him standing there, like, these high boots on with these assless chaps on. And his ass is hanging out. And I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> and she'll never, I'll never let her forget that, man. That was so damn funny, man. And uh, to this day, man, I, I, I refuse to listen to Prince after I saw that. And now, you know, as I got older, I started appreciating Prince's music a lot more. But uh, she was a huge Prince fan. She was a huge R. Kelly fan. And this is why I really appreciate her because 
before the whole uh, R. Kelly situation blew up and, you know, and we were finding out about what he was going through and what he was doing and, uh, you know, he's prosecuted. I was, uh, she put me on game. She was like, man, no, he's, he's a musical genius. And I got to see R. Kelly for who he really was when he was making his best music, when he was putting out hit after hit after hit after hit because he's a genius. He is the king of R&B. Now, he made his mistakes. Everybody has their mistakes, and he's paying the price for them. But thanks to her, I actually got to experience R. Kelly for who he really was. And still to this day, one of my favorite albums, I go back and listen to this album at least once or twice a year, is Chocolate Factory. Like, you turn on Chocolate Factory, I could probably sing that whole entire album verbatim. That's how important that, that album was to me, like how much I loved it. So thank you to her for that. Thank you for her to introduce me to R&B because it helped me experience a lot more and go in-depth into R&B. And this is honestly, I'm telling you guys, I give my mama all the credit for putting me in the R&B. And thanks to me growing up with her and being able to grow with her through her situations and all her bad relationships, it helped me appreciate women a lot more. You know, all these queens helped me appreciate women. But seeing what my mom was going through impacted me so much to where I told myself I wouldn't do that to a woman. I'm not going to hurt a woman like that. If I, especially if she has a son or she has kids, I'm not going to sit there and get in a relationship with her and not have a relationship with her kids. I got to see that growing up. I'm not going to disrespect a woman and she's trying to work hard. Because my mama, I give my mama all the credit in the world. She, she going to work. My mama ain't going to depend on nobody. She going to work. She works 40 hours a week or she going to put in more hours. She going to do that. That's one thing she is going to do now. She is a little bit crazy. My mama is crazy. But she she going she gonna to do hers. So, mama, I'm going to give you all the love, man. I know me and you go through it. Me, still to this day, me and her go through it. <laughs> and it's all right. But at the end of the day, man, she know I got it. I love her. I love you to death, mom, for real. Um, We working we working on ourselves, man. And we growing. And I've seen, I seen so much growth in you. You know, and um, I, as I continue to grow and mature in my ways and becoming a better man, I just I keep looking at you and I keep seeing you grow in different ways and you're trying to expand your knowledge and you're trying to expand yourself and you're starting to eliminate toxic ways out of your life and i'm really proud of you and i want you to continue to do that um and i can't say thank you enough man so i was gonna uh, i'm gonna tell you guys a story man so you know like i was saying my mom she was in and out of relationships and she was in uh she had these marriages and i want to say this one was towards the end of her first marriage and uh they were going through what they're going through i'm not gonna put that out there but, you know, she, we were, we were, she was paying the bills, but we were still struggling a little bit. And Christmas came around and I've always been that kid. Like I've always been pretty much a caring person. Like, you know, I understand, I knew situations. I could see situations. Like I said, we get our intelligence from my mom. So I was pretty smart. And I saw like, all right, we, 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 we're struggling. Like we, we're getting by right now. She had me at this time. She had me and my sister. And so she was trying to make things work. And, um, Christmas came around. I was just remember telling my mom, I was like, man, you ain't got really worried about giving me anything. Just, uh, if you want to give me something, just give me one game, you know, one video game. I was cool with video games. And, uh, at the time I had a Sega Dreamcast, I was like, just give me one game and it's whatever. So, um, she was like, oh, you know, whatever. And she's like, I'll see what I can do. So I'll never forget this, man. I wasn't expect. I really came into Christmas. I really was already had my, already had my mind made up. Cause I didn't want her to feel bad. I was like, man, she don't give me anything. I'm going to be okay. We're going to have a good day. Um, she was like, all right, Corey, I, I had to get you some clothes. I used to hate getting clothes for Christmas, man. I was that kid. Don't give me clothes for Christmas. Don't give me shoes. I hated that stuff. Like, <laughs> I just wanted, like, either some Pokemon cards, video games, or, you know, some uh, football or whatever else. Christmas came around, and uh, i never forget this, man. Uh, she was like, 
all right, see, I got some clothes, and this is all I can really get you. And I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. I appreciate you giving me this stuff. And uh, I was like, all right. So I'm going back to my room, and she was like, wait a minute, Corey, what's this? And she went in the room, and I remember her like, I can't remember if it was actually under the bed or under the mattress. But she was like, look at this. What is this? I think it was under the mattress. She lit the mattress up, and there was like five video games under there. And it was Sega Dreamcast games. And yes, this is what really made me appreciate it even more is because I could tell they were bargain bin video games. They were cheap-ass video games. Like, you know, the ones you get for like five. At the end of time, you get them for like five, ten dollars. Nobody was really playing them. But she got me like, I think it was like five or six of them. And it made me really like, you know, I was like, man, in my heart, man, I was like, that's love, man. She still went out of her way to do this. And, you know, the games, majority of them suck. They were, like I said, they were bargain video games. But I never forget, like, she gave me this Buffy the Vampire Slayer video game. I never watched a, a Buffy Vampire a day in my life by, you know, me being me. I was like, man, she look good. I'm going to play this, man. And uh, the game was pretty fun, man. And ever since that day, man, I've always had love in my heart because it showed me, like, even when she don't got it, she going to still try to, she still going to try to get it for you. You know, and even when we were going through tough times, you know, she was still, she was still providing now, like I said, my mom was crazy. Me and her went through a lot. But at the end of the day, she had my back, man. Um, and I can't say thank you enough. I, sometimes I really feel like I was underappreciative because it's easy to hold a grudge with somebody. It's easy to look at the bad times and not appreciate what the good times that y'all went through. So, mama, much love. I still remember I still remember you taking me to that. Uh, I was a huge wrestling fan, guys. And uh, this is something. Me and her had this little rivalry. Uh, when she did watch wrestling with me, she used to love The Rock. She would love, she would watch wrestling as long as The Rock was on there. If it wasn't The Rock, she didn't really care. So I had to tell her, like, all right, Mama, The Rock's about to wrestle tonight. She was like, oh, I'm watching it. So she ended up getting me tickets and taking me to Little Rock to go watch uh, a wrestling event. The um, WWE, or it was the WWF at the time, either one. They ended up coming to uh, Little Rock, and she got me tickets to go see that, man. And she took me up there, and I'll never forget that. I don't even, it's so weird because I don't remember who was wrestling at that event. But I remember her taking me, man. And that was so much love, man. And uh, you guys know me, man. I'm a huge Stone Cold fan. Dun, 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 dun. And me and her had this little rivalry, man. So when Stone Cold and The Rock used to wrestle, I used to, man, I was like, man, beat that pretty boy's ass. Whoop his ass. <laughs> and, man, it was just like, oh, man. And so I used to, I'll never forget, man. So I grew up in the bad boy era of wrestling, man. I loved it, man. This is what made me, this is why I loved but I love being a badass now. Like, not really. I mean, anyways, we're not going to get into that. But, you know, I got in trouble in school. I got in trouble for a lot of this dumb stuff that I shouldn't have done. But I was a boy. But I got in trouble in school for doing the suck it at uh, school one year. And she was like, boy, I ain't going to let you watch no more wrestling. And uh, <laughs> I never forget that. I was like, I ain't going to do it no more. I ain't going to do it no more. I used to love watching wrestling, man. But, man, shout out to my mama, man. Look, Mama Dukes, I love you. I really appreciate you. Um... You truly are a black queen, man. You you did your thing. Like I said, me and you were growing together. And I'm going to appreciate you for that. I'm going to respect you for that because that's what love is. You were young. Obviously, you were trying to raise a young man by yourself. And I'm not going to knock anybody else and say anything bad. But you were trying to do it on your own. And, um, you know, it's hard to raise a man cause, as a woman because you're a woman. But you did treat me. You taught me a lot. And seeing what you went through really helped me learn how to treat a woman, how to take care of a woman and protect a woman, and, you know, just treat her right, man. So, mama, I love you. And uh, with that being said, man, once again, shout out to the, all the queens that are on this podcast. You all are special, man. And uh, I, I, I pray for you guys. I pray you guys just prosper, man. You guys keep moving up. And uh, you guys just keep getting blessings, man, because you guys deserve it.
mama, I, I want you to have your own, man. I want you to be able to not struggle anymore. I want to see you not be able to work anymore. Um, it's still things I know you working through, and I see you working through them, and uh, I'm here for you. We're going to work together. Uh, I had to work through these same issues, man, so we're going to do it. We're going to do this together. I got you. Um, but with that being said, man, we're getting through the toxic situations. We're we moving into the blessing side. So um, with that being said, man, shout out to all the queens out there that's doing the damn thing. I will say this disclaimer, man. Don't don't be selfish. Don't sit there and say I can raise this boy by myself and I'm the mom and the daddy. That's not true. That is not true. And uh, a lot of these women will tell you that. A lot of these queens that I put on this podcast, they will tell you that that there still needs to be a man role in our uh, male role model in that boy's life. Um, and I had a lot of those. We're gonna get to that in a later point because I, I had a lot of male blessings in my life as well. But I just had to get the queens out the way. I love you, queens. Keep rolling. Um, man, keep loving, man. So with that being said, guys, journey of the pimpinaires, go out there and appreciate these people that have been blessing that took those sacrifices to get you where you at. Love them for who they are, man. And quit looking at the bad. Let go of it. Let go of your pride. Let go of your self-esteem. And quit holding grudges, man. Go out there and say, you know what? Even if we're not going to get super close and we're not going to be buddy-buddy and hang out every day, I'm going to still appreciate you for the good times that we had, you know? So with that being said, man, many pieces, many blessings, and many loves given. You know, that ain't even the right way to say that. But anyways, it's all good. Peace, love tranquility to you all this is Corey dove c richardson with another episode of journey to pimpinaires please like subscribe follow all that bs that everybody says and just keep sharing the podcast man like i said i could care less if it blows up this is out of love man this is like coming from the heart kind of stuff i love you guys man i just want to see the world be a better place man i think we all need this blessing man we got it's time to heal man we're hurting and it's, it's so much hate why, why we got to keep hating each other? Let's love each other and just spread that love. So with that being said, man, shout out to the Journey of Pimpernares Nation. Shout out to all my veterans out there. I love you guys. The Angry Vets, we are out. Peace. This has been another Angry Vets broadcast. Check, check it out.